Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Come in, sit down, pull up a chair, sit down and listen to this Hearty Dice Friends. This is a podcast by me, Grant Howitt, and by this guy sat over here, Christopher Taylor. Hello. You can't see me waving. No, I, I can't see you waving. Um, we're here to answer your role-playing game questions, uh, whether you'd like us to or not. We are going to very keenly fuck up this intro. <laughs> I really liked it. Oh, it was lovely, wasn't it? I'll, I'll see if I can recreate it. Hello, hello, hello. Come in, sit down, pull up a chair, put your best listening face on, and strap in for episode 23 of Hearty Dice Friends. Chris, is this episode 23? It is. Well done. Great. We're all very proud. Thank you. My name's Grant Howitt. This is Chris Taylor. Hello. And we're here to answer your role-playing game questions. Now we've got we have we have a wonderful selection of questions from our Hearty Dice Discord and from Twitter. If you do wish to ask us any questions, if you're if you're listening, you're like, I wish I could hear Chris and Grant waffle on uselessly about this topic. Please do send us the question. Um, we've got we've got a, a, an email account which is heartydicefriends at gmail uh, You can also find us on Twitter at HDF Podcast. Um, hit us up, give us some questions because we're starting to run out of questions, and unfortunately, we've got we've got a bevy from the Hearty Dice Discord, but that means we'll just be answering questions from the same three people every week, which isn't great. First off, it's more than three. Yeah, that's true. But secondly, they pay for the privilege. That's very true. Now, I think we are going to do a lightning round. We haven't done this for a few weeks. Oh gods! Now I'm gonna so I'm gonna do lightning round. I'm gonna go to Reddit. Okay. I'm gonna pick out some questions. Um, I'm getting myself braced. You're going to answer them as quickly as possible. Okay. okay. Yep. Let's do this. What was your most memorable character death? Um, pit traps, unfortunately. Low prep dungeon models. What's your experience? What's a low prep dungeon? Do they exist? Is that a thing? No. Using OSR for a story-based campaign? Oh! <laughs> you can have a go. Anyone else love their hodgepodge dice? I'd like to know what it is because it sounds cute as shit. OOC party chat. Does your table allow it? Why or why not? Uh, yes. And because they're humans and have a desire to talk to each other. Game shops along I-55? Probably. I-55 is quite long. What are some humorous encounters and challenges I can provide for my players in a caveman setting where their characters are extremely unintelligent? Uh, detective drama. Has been a death. How to make disappearances interesting? Uh, have everyone disappear at the same time. Castlevania. Any game in particular that would lend itself well to telling a similar tale? Uh, Metroid. What? Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why they're called well, Metroidvanias. I found a brilliant um, question here uh, while I was on Reddit, which I'm not. So that, that was a lightning round. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, hope that, I hope that was basically fine for you. I hope, like, I hope that took up some of your time. Um, it's a question I didn't ask quickly because I, I, I want to answer it slowly, okay? Like, real slow. I want to slip into this question like a nice warm Gonna bath. Gonna answer you a question. You know how on TV they have when they have bubble baths, it's like pink. Yeah, it's so hard to do. How do you, you have to get bleed that? a lot? Uh, okay, yeah, because it just always sort of comes out. Kind of grey. Yeah. <laughs> Comes out whatever colour your bath is, but not quite as much. It's not grey. Anyway. It's not cinematic, certainly. 
Fiddleback42 asks Fucking wonderful Another jester name Yeah It's me, Fiddleback42 Me <laughs> How do you kill a basilisk? How, how do you kill a basilisk? Yes, how do you kill a basilisk? Now, what does a basilisk do? In I think in my personal favourite is the 13th Age Basilisks, which actually alter the area around them to their elemental yeah, they, type. They just fuck it up. Yeah, they just ruin it. They start opening minor rifts to the elemental planes, and or there's like worse. acid water around them, or all sorts of vile things start happening. Now, am I right in that basilisk, the basilisk turns to stone? Sorry, you turn to stone when you catch the basilisk's eye, a bit like the cockatrice, is that right? Uh, I believe or so, Or is it yeah. a fire-breathing lizard? No, I think I think there's still that stone thing. Mm. Might be a specific okay. breed of basilisk, like the classic basilisk. But you know what, very quick, let's just look up basilisk, because I don't want to get this wrong. Give it the old Texas Google. Basilisk. Um, it's reputed to be king of the serpents. Lord above. It leaves a wide trail of deadly venom in its wake. Its gaze is likewise lethal. Its weakness is the odour of the weasel. <laughs> oh, Pliny, thank oh, you. Oh, stinky weasels. You will be our saviour this day. Oh, oh my days, that's beautiful. stinky weasel. Uh, basilisk Sorry, comes from the Greek... stinky weasel basil- No, I liked it. Basilisk comes from the Greek bas- basiliskos, meaning little king. Ah, oh, the little king of lizards. Like Barbar, the little king of elephants. The weasel was thrown into the basilisk's hole, recognisable because some of the surrounding shrubs and grass had been scorched by its presence. My. I like that. Okay. Fun fact as well. The um, I, I read in a book, and um, I'm not sure whether it's true, I believe it's false, that, um, <laughs> that, that basil, uh, der- like the herb basil derives from basilisk. <laughs> because, because, I shall and I ruin quote, the countryside. I shall turn men to stone. I shall fear the weasel, and also really just make a bolognese. <laughs> just you know, put a hat on that bolognese. Yeah, I'm going to tart that fucker up. Mm, put lipstick like on that puzzle. particular horse. <laughs> um, also related to the basilisk is is is, is the catobal pass or catobal pass. I've always, I've always, I, I've always pronounced it cataplepus. Cataplepus, yeah. I don't know. It's, well, I'm guessing it's Greek, right? Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm probably wrong, but like, I like cataplepus. It probably cataplepus, yeah. Blepas. Cataplepas. Cataplepus. Platypus. So the basilisk was described as um, it's, it's not more than twelve fingers in length. And it has a white spot on its head, resembling a sort of diadem. Now, I, I need to ask. It length destroys all shrubs. I'm imagining uh, length. Okay. It destroys shrubs. Yep. It burns up grass. It breaks stones. It breaks stones. So tremendous is its noxious influence. Oh, oh I said they just shatter. <gasps> it was formerly a general belief that if a man on horseback killed one of these animals with a spear, the poison would run up the weapon and kill not only the rider, but the horse as well. That's a crazy-ass poison. To this dreadful monster, the effluvium of the weasel is fatal. I did not know that that they produced that much effluvium. No, me neither. Uh, so I think, like, so like the the idea, uh, what what the, what they suggest is that it's the whole sort of mongoose snake thing. Yeah. Um, that sort of that happens. Um, how does one kill a basilisk? Well, the difficulty you got is that you turn to stone when you look at it. It's yep. massively poisonous. 
um, and it scorches the surrounding area and breaks the rocks. I'm thinking thinking... weasel mirrors. Mm, I'm thinking weasel cannon. No, it would kill the weasel. But it's the smell it doesn't like, right? Oh, that's fine then. Ring out a couple of weasels. Like, fire the weasel directly at the basilisk. I'm probably thinking, like, I probably want to, like, get some sort of, um, uh, what's the word? Those massive crossbows. The siege crossbows. If I can call ballistai. So I had basilisk in my head and I was confused. Yeah. Like, get get a ballistai, like, strap a weasel to something and fire it in there. That weasel's going to just vaporize on contact with the ground. Or. Um, well, and this is, this is more humane. You can't make a basilisk omelette without breaking a few weasels. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you you get a tub of you get a tub of water, mm-hmm. and you spend a good deal of time playing with a load of weasels in that tub of water. Oh, okay, I like that. That sounds like a fun day, right? So that's a good day yeah. for you because they do uh, smell weasels. They do, and then yeah. they use that water to fill water balloons. Can I have a nice bath with the weasels? Like, give them, give yes. them like, have that nice bubble bath with the pink bubble bath. With the no, you cannot, cannot use bubble bath because bubble bath is scented. That's true, yeah. Like an unscented soap, like aqueous yeah. cream, something. Yeah, but you want, it, you want it to really really cling to the water. Um, mm. and, then, and indeed you, if you're in the bath with them. Mm. Yeah, at that point, I'll be anathema to the basilisk. Yeah, and then you throw the water balloons at the basilisk. No, no mm. contact, so it's not going to go up and poison your horse, who is presumably left at home. Um, okay. But you are going to deal with your basilisk problem. I, it also involves giving some weasels a lovely bath. Oh, sorry, just playing with them. I'm also imagining it's a tin bath. <laughs> like, just playing like, with some like weasels the in a tin bath. a gold bar. prospector has recently vacated. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I'm sat outside with some weasels, and I've got like, I've got like my, my swim trunks on, and I'm wearing a shower cap, and I'm scrubbing my back with one of those brushes on sticks. With one of those weasels. With one of those weasels, yeah. Get, like, why not get it all over? Yeah. So, other methods for killing the Basilisk include mirrors, which is how the Basilisk of Warsaw was defeated. That's, that's, you did, that's your standard Gorgon myth. That one, you, hit, you hit it with a fucking mirror. No one's going to get uh, happy off that, are they? No. Or, or I guess you use it to reflect its deadly gaze. Um... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I just like the idea that it's just like six stout men armed with mirrors bash it to death. <laughs> like they're just hitting it with mirrors. Ah, uh, cunning ruse. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to reflect this. We're going to what? Is it not dangerous? Yes, there is. There are uh, forty-two years of bad luck for these poor unfortunates, <laughs> <laughs> and the shards go everywhere. The other way you can kill a basilisk, according to Chaucer, is having it hear a cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fucking terrible. So live near a farm. Like, what's the... What's the deal? How, does, how does that kill it? Just uh, fright. No, the cockerel will find me death. Agrippa wrote that the basilisk is always and cannot be but a male, as the more proper receptacle of venom and destructive qualities... What? And it's it's always a dude. All all basilisks are dudes because it's better for venom. Yeah, I don't buy that. How does it reproduce? Is it a fungus? Yeah. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, in the Cantabrian mythology, also we should we should just we should run a different podcast where we just read Wikipedia articles. Yes, we should <laughs> of um of, of mythical creatures because I fucking love this. Um, the basiliscu, as they call it. I don't know where Cantabria is. It sounds fucking great. Um, 
it's an egg laid by an old cockerel just before his death on a clear night and a full moon exactly at midnight and it has it has a reptilian body it's 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 the the egg which comes out of a dude oh my dude eggs it, and hence, hence well, that's why they're going to be killed with the crowing of a rooster better than a dog egg mm. Mm. it can only be killed with the crowing of a rooster so until very recent times travelers were carrying a rooster when they ventured into areas where it was said that the basilisks lived that's so cute carrying a rooster i also sorry I, i'm sorry i skipped over that bit there dog egg <laughs> I can't imagine anything less pleasant. <laughs> I'm just like, <clears throat> so first off, is it a male dog that lays that lays the the dog egg, or is it like a regular female a, dog? A dog egg is is slang for poop. Oh, well, let's let's ignore that. Okay. So, do you have a clutch, or is it one egg? Is it I, like? I is, don't know. Is it like? Is it? Does it come out like dog spawn? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, grotesque. This poor uh, dog, like a little French bulldog, just laying like thirteen feet of frog spawn. Oh, I might imagine it comes out in like in a mass rather than like the line of toad spawn. I imagine it comes out in a big like. Yeah, no, but it watch. still stretches that far. Imagine though. Imagine tadpoles crossed with puppies. Oh, pup tolls. Tad pups. I like pup tolls. Okay, well, that's wrong. Oh. <laughs> this, yeah. So I, I, so so the way you kill a basilisk is either have a bath with weasels and yep. then go hug it. Um, with your eyes shut. With your yeah, my god, shut your eyes. Um, so I guess just listen for the sound of burning rocks. Um, or get six stout men to just knock the fuck out of it with mirrors. <laughs> yeah, really just lamp the bagger. Right, Chris, ask me a question. What are your fave and least fave alternate names games have used for the GM? And that comes from at Mackenzie underscore Ben on ah, Twitter. Ben Mackenzie. One of my favourite Australians. Oh, Ben Mackenzie. Chris has very kindly looked up a um, a list of names used for Dungeon Master. Yes. Uh, so, should we take turns reading these? They're terrible. Okay. Well, should we take turns reading them? All right. Screen monkey. Keeper of arcane law. Holmeister for all your human-occupied landfill needs. Chillmaster. Rad. Labyrinth lord. Suzerain. Dungeon boss. And Agonarch. Agonarch. I like Agonarch. I like Dungeon Boss. It's got, it's got kind of a nice ring to it. Dungeon Boss sounds like Cake Boss. That's true, yeah. So like, every week someone comes in and asks this really angry American Itali- Italian-American man to build them a dungeon that looks like their wife. Yeah. Do you, do you ever watch Cake Boss? Dog. Do you ever watch that shit? Yeah. He built, like, for yep, his I've wife's birthday, for his wife's birthday, he built a life-size version of her out of cake. Gross. And then they ate her. And then devoured it. And then, How'd... sorry, and then a be- and then a large party of her close friends ate her. No, it was just him. He unhinged his jaw like a basilisk. <laughs> <laughs> and then six stout men ran in and beat him to death. <laughs> he just gorged it down from the head first, keeping eye contact with the camera the whole time, straight down the lens. Horrifying. Um, I figure Chillmaster is um, from the Chill RPG. 
I guess. It's like, an, it's but, like an early '90s horror RPG. But Chillmaster sounds fucking like I. I wish someone would call me Chillmaster once. Grant Chillmaster, how it? I love that. Hey, yeah, that's, that's the Chillmaster over there. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, yeah, it's real cool. We're gonna we're gonna play some role playing games. Yeah, we're gonna roll some games. We're gonna play them. It's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna I'm be fine. So chill right now. What was the other one you had? Um, Hollyhock God. Oh, Hollyhock God. Yes, from, from, from Nabilis. Uh, um, oh, Nabilis. I think my absolute favorite one comes from the game called Superheroes. Okay. So Superheroes is not a very good role playing game. Um, it means well. It's not great, uh, but it uh, it has a list of D one hundred useless uh, superpowers. Um, Excellent. Inclu- including my favourite, um, induced Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> I just, just thought it was, uh, make, make all the world's telephones ring. It's just, uh, obviously, um, Viking power. <laughs> just become a Viking. Um, no, there's no explanation. That's all you get. Oh, okay. It's, it's fantastic. So you, you two can pillage if you want to. But that calls the that calls the GM the BMD or Big Mac Daddy. Oh yes, which I really like. The Funkmaster 4000. What do you think? What's your favourite one? So there are some that I don't like what was your least in games one? that I play. Like, I don't like Keeper of Arcane Law. What's, what's that? What is that game? Cthulhu. Oh, really? I thought it was just. I thought you just called him the Keeper. Is, is that the full name of it's the... It's the full name of it, Keeper of Arcane Law. Bloody hell, really? Yeah. I they mean, they just is... use Keeper now, but it used to be yeah. Keeper of Arcane Law. You shouldn't call that. You shouldn't call anyone... Your keeper, no, but I like storyteller and I like I don't GM. Like storyteller. I don't like dungeon don't master. Like dungeon master is a comedy word. Yeah. Um, oh, you dungeon. Oh, you got whips and you, you, like, you like clockwork bum machines. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> clockwork uh, bum machines. It's just a sex <laughs> it's an that just like a rumba. No, I know you wind it up and pop it up there, and it's fun. Oh, okay, that's fine. I just all I've got is an arse rumba. It may, like, I'm, I'm imagining it's just like a, um, it's one of those a symbol, symbol banging monkeys, but with a dildo strapped to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, that's good. <laughs> that's uh, what I like. It's <laughs> just oscillating wildly in your anus. <laughs> well, the, well, the monkey's rictus grin stares on. <laughs> like Cake Boss. <laughs> Straight into the camera. <laughs> is it looking at the camera? I can't see. Is it looking? Yeah, it's looking. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's um, looking. Good, because otherwise I can't finish. I, <laughs> I can't see, but I have to know. Get the monitor up. Let me see it on the monitor. I um. I wish you'd really... you just refer to the monitor rather than making me be here every time. <laughs> no, I need human confirmation. Someone has to wind up the chimp. <laughs> Who will work its keys? I it's, it's slowing down. Um, I I really don't like the the name storyteller. Okay, and I'll tell you for why. Please do because a storyteller in my eyes is someone who sits a group down and tells them a story. So like Jackanory is a storyteller, right? Um, where yes. and and for our American listeners, Jackanory is a very low budget BBC um, children's TV show where they get someone to read a book to camera. But that that to me is storytelling, and like, uh, or like, for example, like if you're at a party and someone's like, "Oh, like tell the story about this time hap- about the, t- the time that thing happened," and then you sort of like you relate a grandiose story, and you have you have like the rhythm and the timing, and you have the you have little, they have little tidbits to keep people interested, and you have the climax of the story. That's storytelling. When you're GMing, 
that's not storytelling. You're working with a group to tell an improvised narrative. You're not sitting down and telling them a story. And like the the idea of World of Darkness was that you sit down and you know how your campaign's going to end before you meet your players. And fuck off. Really? Yeah. That's no fun. Um, and that, that bothers me. I think everyone should be a storyteller. I think that like everyone should be telling stories. Everyone should be working towards the story. So is that your least favourite? Because the question was fave and mm. least fave. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, I think I think it's probably my least favourite. I think my least fave is Hollyhock Gold. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't communicate anything to the reader. Hollyhock Gold. <laughs> no, it means <laughs> it means absolute zeros. Um, I I think I think storyteller is more of a like I, I don't mind calling it like like or like, or like I quite like the acronym uh, ST. Is that, is that, is that an acronym? Yep. Is that the word? Yeah, St- the abbreviation. Uh, SST that works for me, uh, but I don't like the idea that you are the storyteller and the players are listening to a story. Um, I I don't mind MC. Like I, I like uh, so Apocalypse World and the the various um, children that have come off Apocalypse World, they use Master of Ceremonies or MC. Mm, I don't like that. I, I think that's a much more apt, I think it's a much more apt title for what you do for what we do because like we mainly play story games you and I now yeah but um, and an and MC one... has musical connotations to me oh you mean like DJ Luck and MC Neat and like like oxide you know, neutrinos yeah yeah exactly Bo Selector that sort of stuff which which one was the, which one was the DJ uh, in in oxide neutrino they're different people. Yes, did not know that. It was um, MC Neutrino, MC Oxide, and DJ Neutrino, or the other way around. I did not know that. They had that remix of the Casualty theme tune. (laughs) It was really good. I remember that either. (laughs) (laughs) There was um, bound for the bam bam for the reload, bound for the bam bam for the reload. This one goes out to all the DJs. They'd say that was their song. This one goes out to Holby General. (laughs) I listened to some strange music when I was growing up. You did, and I, you remember I, it, which is quite impressive. I, I figured that you that you you just listened to smooth jazz your entire like the entirety of your teens. Yeah, just Santana, yeah, just just, <laughs> just that man really making love to and with a guitar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the, he's fucking other guitars. <laughs> like, oh, like the, the sounding hole is that where you put it in? How no, it like, like 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 having sex, but with with action figures. Oh, so he's like, like, he's like sort of just he's, banging he's, them together. He's pushing them together as yeah, though they're kissing. Yeah, like, now kiss. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry. I, I had a very heteronormative view of sex there, uh, where something <laughs> had to go into something else, and that's not okay. Um, I had I, I, I had a phallocentric view of the sex act, and I think guitars can have sex however they want. And also, I think you make a much better noise if you just rubbed the strings. Together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd make a different noise, Grant, oh, not a better see, noise. See, this is. I mean, I mean, a better noise than jamming the neck into the sounding hole. Well, you'd still get a brang. Oh, this is this is what I like. Carlos loves this very much. <laughs> Carlos, get out the steel slide now. <laughs> and Rob Thomas walks in. Carlos, <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> not again! I just told you you could do it, just not in the tour bus. In my bathroom, Carlos. How did you get in? <laughs> I'm, I made love to your locks and came inside. 
<laughs> I can't do it in my bathroom. I like it's to filthy imagine, in there now. I like to imagine that Carlos Santana has one skill, which is make love. But he can, he, but he can make love to everything so well it just works. Carlos Santana will send an email. I'm going to make love to the security system and sneak inside. <laughs> Filthy beggar. Yeah, so my, uh, my favourite name for a GM is Carlos Santana. Yes, who will make love to your game. Mm, so good, so smooth. Can we come up with a better name for GMs? Because we always just call it the GM, and also that stands for Game Master. So it stands for Games Master, not Game Master. Yeah, not the, not because... the Master of Game. Like game master, it doesn't so. that he has game. Or they yeah, also, have it, game. Sounds, it sounds a bit like you're saying the gay master. It does a bit. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. Master. I don't think homosexuals have a master. Well, I mean, some of them do, but not in not in like a like a like an like an overarching archbishop sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is not going well for you. This bit is it? It's difficult. I'm I'm struggling through my social justice issues. Yeah. Um. All right, but can, can we come up with a name that isn't Games Master? Because I always use Games Master in every game I write, and I think we should we, like, we should come up with something a bit a bit more exciting. Leader. Mm. Like I'm not I'm not saying it's exciting, but that's like they're leading proceedings. Orc handler. Hi hi. All right, yeah, fair enough. Like to handle a few orcs, if you know oh, what I yeah. mean. Yeah, get some green under those fingernails. Oh, those poor orcs. Well, we're, we're scratching their backs in a sexy lovemaking situation. Oh, I see. Rather than just clawing at them. I've also... Uh, I, I have actually, on the subject of orcs, I have asked... I, so I put out a question. Um, yes. What RPG race would you like to go drinking with? That's the question I put out on the on Hearty Dice Friends Twitter. And a lot of people picked orcs. Yes, and rightly because, so. Because they want to get drunk with and then make out with orcs. I'm, we also... I'm tempted to say that orcs would be a really, really good set of drinking partners. As long as they're on your side. So I'm going to say D&D orcs, not 40k orcs. Because 40k orcs would eat, would eat me. Yes, no, they're not... I can't They're, they're, they're not orcs. murderous, they're there just for the drinking. Yeah, for sure, I can dig that. We also have um, um, Grog Saltlick, or the sugar, bug, the sugar Bug Jive, recommends gnomes. On account of the stories they tell, yeah, and also like just just based on body mass, they probably can't hold their liquor. Cheap drink. Oh man, but look at them! Like that, that, that little. I think every gnome is a little old man. Yeah, I reckon like like the, the, the sort like of like the little with your men. Granddad. Well, it would be like drinking with a man made out of a pub table. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that very sort of hard, dense old man you get. Yeah. Jarrant says Dragonborn because they're vulnerable to peer pressure, which I like. <laughs> and it'll be hilarious once they start throwing up fire and lightning everywhere. <laughs> oh, proper rainbow puke. <laughs> I like I like uh, Eric Harder's Thrycreen because how and what? <laughs> are those the guys with um? Are Thrycreen are they, are they the insectoids like with four arms? Four arms, yeah, they're like four armed praying mantises. Yeah, I can dig praying that. Praying mantis. Why, why orcs? Because they're cute, and you can tell it'd be a ton of fun. Tilda, a little Tilda. Mark. I love ending sentences with Tildas. I don't do it enough, but there's there's a certain kind of twing to it which yeah, I quite like. It, it adds sparkle. Yeah, like Tilda, and like it's it's, it's 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 like an asterisk, but not quite as flashy. Yes, 
um, halfling. Graham says halfling because unlike the slosh dwarves and prissy elves, they seem like they'd be fun tips and we'd have a good time. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'd be worried about the japes. Yeah, they're renowned pranksters. At least they're not fucking Kenda. I get that. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I would drink with a Kenda, by which I mean I would drown a Kenda in a trough. Yeah, I'd take them out and then leave them by the freeway. Yeah. Like um, a dog. <laughs> just push them out the limo. I'd be worried if I went out drinking with halflings, they would get into, they would get up to hijinks and trouble, and I would not be able to extract myself from the hijinks. No, you would be dragged along with them. I'd, I'd end up arrested. Yep, and they'd slink away because that's what halflings do, the little geese. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And Claire says, I want, she wants to see Kenku because she wants to see some quality bird pranks. I want to know what a bird prank is. I'd love to drink. I also Kenku. want a brand of coffee called Kenku. Just made by reprehensible crowboys. Uh, yeah, I would drink the shit out of that. I think I think it would be I think it would be orcs for me, honestly. Yeah. Um, dwarves are a bit. I think dour. orcs know how to party. Yeah, for sure, orcs definitely know how to party. Oh, actually, wait, wood elves. Yes. Like I'm thinking, like Warhammer wood elves, not Tolkien wood elves. They used to they used to you know throw it out with the satyrs. I will say it will probably kill me. Yeah, I mean, is there you know, shit? Is, oh, is, is, is effectively it. like going drinking with fairies? Yes, that is true. That would be what kills me. But what a way to go, huh? Like waking up reincarnated as some sort of rabbit prince. Oh yes, the Wolpertinger for the ages. <laughs> Wolpertinger. You have to remember what that is. What is that? Uh, it's a rabbit with deer horns and wings. Oh, like the like a jackalope, but with wings. Like a jackalope, winged, but with wings, is a Wolpertinger. A winged jackalope. <sighs> Plus, it's fun to say, Wolpertinger. Wolpertinger. Owen yeah. asks, favourite mechanic you've cribbed slash seen cribbed from a video game? So, I think it's time to come clean. If you've, if you've played Unbound, <clears throat> mm-hmm. especially the legendary monsters, yeah. you'll notice they feel a little bit video gamey. Very much so. That's because they are. Yeah. They were largely born out of playing the Secret World Dungeons. And we start... Grant, for the first time, seeing how MMO combat worked. Yeah, it was my first, and to, to, to the time of speaking, last MMO I've played. Yeah. I absolutely adored the Secret World, and I, I was tanking, Chris was healing, my wife Mary was doing DPS, she was shooting, and we had a lot of fun, and like we'd written up Unbound... Um, before before we started playing Secret World, and it was fine, you know, like it, it worked, but it wasn't very exciting, and we had like quite boring boss fights in there. And we started playing Unbound, and we're like, hang on a sec, we can make this rad. Mm-hmm. What if they get more dangerous than more they're hurt? Yep, and you started, so that's where you start to see phases come up. Mm. And, we, and we had like um, uh, effects that trigger when they inflict a wound or when you inflict a wound on them. Mm hmm. Um, and like yeah. every time, so so, so every those... time you wound the orc boss, he summons another mate. Yeah, so those are taken almost wholesale mm. from video games as a as an inspiration. Like I also like so people complained that D anD D fourth ed was very close to World of Warcraft and like that. I I really liked it honestly. I thought it was fun. Yeah, um, it, it I mean, it did feel like a hotkey. RPG. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think I think that if you packaged it differently, for, uh, other than D and D, you could have you could have like done really well with it. Um, yeah. I would have been. I would have loved to see it as kind of a um, World of Warcraft maybe, anyway. um, RPG. Well, well, like like World of Warcraft RPG, or like um, like a near fan, uh, a fantasy um, like 
Wild West, maybe like pre-Wild West. I'm thinking trains and uh, pistols, wuja sort of thing, like yeah. pulp, pulp action. That would be great, and that you're going out into the desert and fighting monsters. That would be cool. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work. Um, what else is good? I so I one of, one of my favorite mechanics from um, from computer games is the idea of uh, a small amount of regenerating health. Yes. Like uh, uh, Wolfenstein. Uh, well, I think more like Halo. I think Halo does it in, in, in a more in a more uh, in, in, in a more interesting way for me. So, like Wolfenstein, you'll always regenerate up to up to twenty health, won't you? Out of a hundred, yeah, you always regenerate to your nearest health block. Ah, uh, okay, right. Um, is, is is it like to the nearest twenty or the nearest ten? Is that how it works? I think it's yeah. the nearest twenty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in in Halo, you have your shield, and then you have your health, and once once your shield's down. You start taking health damage, and once you stop taking damage, your shield regens, but not your health. And that means that you have effectively, it, it almost your your health functions more like lives did in video games. And yeah. your shield is like, no matter what's going on, you can take a few hits. And for me, that does like, it's difficult because playing games like Wolfenstein, playing games like. Um, was it called Resistance? I think that uh, versus the aliens one on, on PS3. Yeah, I think it was called Resistance. Resistance Fall of Man. Yeah, Resistance Fall of Man. So like the third game I played of that, um, that has that doesn't have regenerating health. That has health pickups, um, and it's cracking. It has like it has really interesting level design because your health pickups are scattered around an area, and so you get some nice emergence out of that. Um, and so like there's there's like there's almost like there's macro level design where you're looking at. Um, what is like how is the experience of playing this entire level versus micro encounter design which is what is the experience of every two minutes when you enter your next encounter when you enter your next fight um if your health regens up to full where uh, after about 30 seconds of not 20 seconds of not being shot that means that you've got a very different play experience from oh i'm gonna get this i'm gonna get this, this super health potion yeah i have long long argued that level design died when they took away mm. the health pack. Well, that's interesting. But I mean thankfully, Doom 2016 is 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 around. Yeah. To bring to bring back the health pack. Fuck me, what a game. Right? And it was astonishing oh. and the level design is just top tier mm, and beautiful. it's a med pack game. Yeah, it really works. And I I think I think like as well like the the, the principle of med packs is very it's very arcadey. Yeah, I guess. Like like there was like so Put it this way: where up until about PS2, games looked like shit. Yeah, like th- they looked okay, but they didn't look like they didn't look like real. You know? No, not at all. Um, and so the idea that you have that you that you are a soldier and then you run over a med pack and then absorb it through your legs and now you're better. Fine, that's okay because we're evolving out of Super Mario. We're evolving out of broad iconic tropes. And everything's spread up. Everything's sped up and abstracted. And then you get into your Call of Duty. You get into your Xbox 360s. And I think like the, the 360 marked again. It's not like it's fucking photorealistic, but it's looking pretty good. It's looking d- better, certainly. It's looking better, certainly. Um, and also like uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 drone sections um, in in Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Like those bits. Like those are one for one. They look like telly. Yeah. It's a hugely impressive thing. Like I, there's some moral issues, but it's an interesting idea. Um, but at that point, the idea of running over a health pack and regenerating just doesn't fit. You know, like, no. it, 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 does, it doesn't make sense that, that that would work. And so, or, or like in in Wolfenstein, where you can pick up six helmets 
and get armor 60. <laughs> Just mash them together. No, I'm, I'm wearing them on top of each other. I don't know how that works. And that, that, that I mean, that for me is like, there's, there has to be a level of, of abstraction in that. And I think that, I don't think level design died when, when they bought in Regenerating Health, because Halo has some incredible level design on it, especially the first and second games. They're really wonderful games. Yes, but I, I, I still think that it was the beginning of the end. I think that there is a um, because a in, in a health pack in a health pack game you cannot have a dead straight corridor with some ankle high cover that doesn't exist. You you have to be able to. How do you you have to be able to. You have to be able to change your path and find a, a quiet area that's got a health pack in it. Yeah. Whereas in. Uh, regenerating health games you just run forwards and hide behind a dumpster and mm. then you're fine again and you can move yeah. further down that corridor yeah um, you don't necessarily the only time you have to think is when your screen is covered in blood yeah which is another weird thing because that is what happens when you get hurt no but <laughs> it just shoot jam at your eyes yeah so when your eyes are all jammy then you have to think where's the nearest bit of cover I'll yeah. get into that and I'll wait mm. I will do nothing but wait mm. Whereas when you're in a in a health pack game, you're running around, you're jumping, you're dodging everything to try and minimise the amount of damage, rather than not worry about the amount of damage you're taking. And I, th- I think there's and then, a um, and then find the health packs. There's a middle ground between that as well. If you look at something like Dark Souls, um, which has yeah. I mean, also this this is this is not role playing game advice, but I am interested in discussing game design. If you look at something like Dark Souls, you have your Estus flasks, which is a limited amount of health which you can replenish. Yeah. Uh, and also, like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, you can pick up med packs, you can pick up tools which let you access regenerating health for a little while. Uh, but it's not like uh, it's not like say in, in Metal Gear Solid when you have your ration equipped, and then when you lose your last bit of health, you auto eat the ration and get your health back. Mm. You have to. It becomes a tactical decision. When am I going to take this? When am I going to risk? Like I'm going to be vulnerable while I'm healing. When am I going to do that? And so that means that. So that's so like in Dark Souls, you've got maybe like three or four of those health bars you can see on your screen, but you have to have that pause. And that's that's a fascinating gameplay choice. I really like that. Yeah, and if you're just in your regenerating health, that pause mm. is is a nothing time. Which is so. There's this bit in. Um, there's this bit in uh, Dying Light, and like, there's a big boss battle. This guy's been this guy's been been amped up as this huge this huge motherfucker who, who who's really mean this whole time. And then he like he like you get you get drugged with a zombie virus and thrown into a pit, and you've got a machete and you have to kill this guy, and he's got a machete as well, and he does massive amounts of damage and you barely do any damage to him. I think it's not a machete; it's like a pipe or something. He's bothering him with it. He's about eight foot tall. And he'll hit you, and you'll go and, and you'll go down to five health. So you run around until you regenerate to twenty-five health, and then hit him a couple times. It'll hit you, and you go down to five health, and you run around for a little bit. And so you end up doing fucking laps during the yeah. climactic boss battle, and it's shit. It's ridiculous. Whereas if they were th- if they were throwing some sort of health pack into the into the arena, and you're like, well, that's landing on the other side of him. I've got to get round him. Yeah. Like you, you can you can judge that you can make it happen. Yeah, uh, we we should talk about role playing games again. To be fair, we are talking mm-hmm. about role playing games. Well, we're talking about way. game design. Yeah, we are talking about game design, which is interesting. I yeah, think, I think we should discuss more game design in this podcast. I think we should, and I think that you can transfer over that making. I mean, we've talked about it before. That making health interesting. Yeah, making for sure. healing a, making healing a decision and a important part of your world. Yeah. 
I'd be interested to see it like handled narrative as well, handled in fiction, like how, how you could make the the fiction of healing more interesting. Yeah, and I mean, uh, what was it Iron Kingdoms did an interesting thing with their clerics? Oh yeah, I think it's Iron oh, Kingdoms. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the uh, the steampunk one. Yeah, where their gods reacted violently to being called upon to do yeah. stuff. Yeah, so like every cleric was withered and hexed and useless. Yeah, so you had a chance of just flat dying any time yeah. you cast a cleric spell. It was a very yeah. low chance. But I, I I like that. That's kind of interesting. So any time you tried to heal somebody, you could pay with it, pay for it with your life. Mm. Yeah. And that's but... about making healing interesting and about not... Regenerating health isn't interesting. Don't let your games fall into the trap of regenerating health by not describing wounds and not describing yeah. healing. And I think like I think like um, what, what we did with Unbound, we had stamina and like that, that a bit like a bit like with with with, um, with the Estus flasks or the Halo like, Overshield. Well, that's the thing. The Halo Overshield will will regenerate whenever you get to cover. Yeah. Well. But with with stamina, you had to with stamina and Unbound, you had to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna recover and I'm gonna bump my stamina back up. And then the GM would say, okay, well, what does that look like in fiction? What are you doing? Are you hiding behind a wall? Are you just stealing yourself? Are you shitting out the arrows? How's it working? And that. Um, that for me was that, that that becomes a tactical decision, and for some reason, people play it just don't remember it. They, they like they refuse to to recover because you're given the capacity to attack twice in a round. And it's like, oh, I attack twice in a round. Then I don't understand why I wouldn't do that. Oh. Because then you die. Yeah, but it's fun, I guess. However you want to play, it's up to you. Come on, then, ask me another question. Mm. Very well. The question I would like to ask you is: Luke asks. Okay, so if humans can fuck the whole monster manual, what happens when a centaur and a Medusa have a baby, or maybe lay an egg? Horrid snake leg centaurs. You're thinking snake legs? Snake legs. Hmm. Legs. So it's like a, so it's a it's horse. A, it's a snake with the body of a horse. I think it's the horse with the legs of a snake, which is to say, no legs. <laughs> <laughs> We're going back to our old fa- our old standby, removing the legs from a creature. It makes it more terrifying than giving mm. it wings. Um, but I'm I mean, th- there's 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 the Lamia, which is um, a Medusa with this proper snake body, essentially. Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's your sort of Medusa centaur. But that's not what that's not what we're getting. We're getting yeah, no. But what I'm what I'm saying is like, so all you do is you replace the long snake body, yeah, with a horse, and then you have like a Medusa head. That's gross, isn't it? You see, the thing the thing which is really upsetting me thinking about it. Is a horse. It's a horse's body, and then from the neck up, it's just a massive fucking snake. Ugh! Imagine that, like the, the, like the necks writhing around. Oh no, that's not okay. Hmm. Well, like I'm, I guess there's there's the manticore, not manticore. Um, the one with a goat, a snake, and a lion head. The chimera. Chimera. There we go. Yeah. Like that, where you have a or human. <laughs> Sprouting out of the the joint in the in the centaur bit, so it's a, it's a, a whole side bunch by side of like hydra like snake heads. Uh, so okay, so, so yeah, got, he's got he's got you know normal human got, hands and opposable stuff, but also but got, twelve snake heads surrounding him. Maybe it just reverses and you get a horse's head with a snake's body. <laughs> <It's> terrifying <laughs> if there's a fantasy mafia. <laughs> just, I was imagining that it's quite a small snake body as well, but a normal sized <laughs> horse's head. Flopping about uselessly. It's this dirty, grimy, almost blind horse's head. 
in your bed. Ugh. Because you've so, warmed the gone. I think that you can only have, like, fantasy race pairings can only um, bear fruit if that fruit, and by fruit I mean child, is either cute or rad. Yeah. Rather than just um, broken? A centaur and a Medusa. I mean, like, honestly, what would happen? I'm guessing you just have a centaur with Medusa head. Yeah. I mean, that would be the logical thing. Medusas don't actually have snake legs, do they? They're they're, they're just, just, like, normal-bodied ladies, but they have snakes for hair. Yeah. And also, when he says a Medusa, isn't that a bit like saying a Frankenstein? Well, no, because they were sisters anyway. Yeah, well, like, but like Medusa yeah, so was a gorgon. Medusa was one of them. Well, you can't say a Medusa, can you? It's but like saying a Chris. That is true. Although I am a Chris, I'm one of I, the Chris. I really like the phrase a Dracula. <laughs> oh no, it is Andracula. Oh no, it's a Dracula. That's really cute. I like that. Um, I, I can imagine like a centaur, a centaur with snake with snake hair being pretty cool. I also imagine just a quick question because there's the old joke like um, is all of her hair snakes? Like yeah. is her underarm hair snakes? Is a is, is, is a pubic hair snakes? But what about the snakes? What about the horse's tail? Oh, Shit. thousands of whippy little snakes! Shit! Ima- imagine, imagine that like, you got the horse's mane coming down there, and it's all snakes. Oh, that's like, okay. Now we're venturing into rad territory. Now we're, we're rad. to get up here. Can you get rifts on the phone? <laughs> I think rifts would be interested in this. <laughs> yes, hello, traveller. <laughs> Yes, yes, we fixed your next Kickstarter, Matt. Okay, that would be pretty rad. Is having like having all hair is snakes. Yes, that works for me. Um, also, right. a terrifying spell. All hair is now snakes. All all hair in a thirty foot radius becomes snakes. Yep. Ugh. Now, final question. Just nasty. This one comes from Will. Will asks, if you were to design a system in which a character's grace and aesthetic were inherently connected to their capacity for violence, not specifically combat, but just violence, how would you go about that? Wow. It's rare I hear a game design I want to take out for a drink this much. Yeah, I want to woo it. I want to treat it real right, and then treat it real wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. I I want to treat it so right. Buy a cake. (laughs) What, punch the cake? (laughs) No. Fuck your cake. I I love this idea. I'm not sure how it would work. Um, I think, so I'm getting a lot of um, that video, uh, Taylor Swift video, Bad Blood. Yeah. That sort of battle, battle couture. Yes. Well, also, I'm also thinking like Mad Max. The right, the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Warriors, mm-hmm. but you've got yeah. a Versace. Mm. Okay. Gang. Okay. You've got a Vivian Westwood. Mm. Yeah. You've got your um. You've got the you've got the disciples of Gaga. Comme les garçons. I think I think I'm down with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, so, 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 you, so, you have haute couture, but it's murder. Murder couture. Like, yeah. I, I guess it's, it's kind of a bit like um, uh, Force Blade Punk, that game I wrote ages ago, where like where like you're sponsored murder pop superstars. Yeah, but you're sponsored by big brand designer names. Yeah, but okay. Here's here's, a, here's the question: How are you doing the killing? Where's the killing happening? Because you're because at this point you're incredibly wealthy incredibly successful and you're a murderer 
Well, I mean, if it's well, physical violence, violence. Mainly, it's mainly shoulder pad violence. Mm. No, I mean, like, what what mechanics do we socially have in place to stop you getting arrested, aside from your vast wealth? Is this like, is, is this the, f- wait, no, fuck it, sorry, I'm wrong. You fight each other and it's a fashion show. Yeah. Um, For control so of the runway. It's like so. It's it's like it's like a uh, like a coliseum style battle. Yeah, and the idea is that you've, you, the survivor, gets time to show off their stuff, but everybody gets advertising time as their as their combatant survives the, the couple more minutes. Mm, that's interesting, and I'd, I'd really like like you'd get um you'd get like hydrophonic, uh, sorry, uh, hydroponic no hydrophobic that's the one hydrophobic um clothing so the blood just slips off it. Or it's designed to absorb blood, and that and the color change is part of the outfit. Oh, I like that. Um, Adidas battle. Don't let them see you bleed. There you go. Yeah, that's fun. Oh, mm. I'm super down with this. Mm. Just, just the hair. Just imagine the hair. Oh, it's going to be stellar. Now, okay, so like it, we've gone, we've we, we've gone for architecture. We don't. I don't know a lot about architecture myself. I don't no. even know whether I'm pronouncing it right. Um, my knowledge of fashion is extended to a couple of Pinterest boards that I pin pictures of blokes' skirts on. Yeah. Um, I do like fancy clothes, but I don't know much about them. I'm thinking, so we've got grace and aesthetic. What other things could we have? What other sort of, like, are we just thinking runway-style fashion, or are we going for some other, like, are we going for, like, um, like, almost like a Greek style, a Greek sense of, like, mathematically perfect form? Well, I mean, you could have different um, styles in there as well. So you could add dancing, punk. As, like you could have punk, and you like, could have like counterculture as well. Yeah, but like, like, like you'd have karate, right? You you bung in freestyle, freestyle dance. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. For the grace. Yeah. Hmm. So you you know you've got um, what's your character class? I'm Versace Ballet. Battle poetry written with quills on your enemies' faces. Yes. Oh, sorry, written with scalpels. So, like, you've got a Versace um, torment glove, uh, and I, I want you to imagine like it's it's like really elegant, almost almost like like glass looking cybernetic and silver and chrome, and um, you you flick your hand up, and then you you have like a, like a delicate um, a scalpel pops out the end of each finger. And then you write poems, or like, or like, I'm going to make this person's face better. Yeah. And like, oh man, that's yeah, fucking that. like terrifying plastic surgery done in the battlefield. Yeah. That's heinous. I like that a lot. Trying to improve Ooh. your opponent. Like, well, you don't look good enough for this. Maybe elves do this. This seems like an elf thing. It really does, actually. This seems right up the elf street. Right up an elven um, alley. I'm not sure whether I could write it, honestly. I don't know quite enough about grace or clothing, but it does interest me. I would like I would like an excuse to, to, to describe fanciful costumes. In all honesty, we could just bung it in the spire and it would fit. I'd like just, just an extra little bit. Oh, should we mention the spire on the podcast, by the way? The, I just did. The, you, hey, well done. Very smooth. We are... Um, uh, actually, I, I, think, I think that's all the questions today, so we're going to start wrapping up. Uh, we are... We're launching a podcast. We're launching a podcast. We're launching a Kickstarter tomorrow. If you listen to this on the day of release, it's coming out on Tuesday, the eighteenth of July. Uh, it is it is our game called Spire, and it is a resistance uh, resistance role playing game uh, where you play you play drow or dark elves against elfir or high elves, and they are cruel and alien and bastards, and you are 
good, honest, hard-working, put-upon people, and you're going to go and murder them in their beds. Potentially, uh, or, that's up to potentially, you. Potentially, yeah, yeah. You're, you're can, you can do what you can, you can murder them wherever you want, you know, <laughs> or not murder them. That's up to you. Um, but we've been working on it for about about a year now, almost. Yeah. Um, we've um, it's a, it's a huge endeavor. We've got some wonderful art down for it. Um, if you're interested in having a look, if you're interested in how, if you if you like us talk and you like our, the way our minds go, but you want us to maybe not talk about fucking orcs so much, this is the book for you. Because we don't, we, I think we swear in it twice. Yeah, I don't remember swearing at all. In all honesty, I, th- I, th- I think I used the I think I used the word um, bastard once. Oh my! I might have to take it out. I don't. I, you know what? I don't need to swear in it, do I? I, I, I should. I should be cleverer. Yep. I can, you don't need to I, swear. I can save all my swearing for the podcast. Yep. Save aside it from up the and aside from it. the one forbidden word. <laughs> <laughs> the I one I'm not, not allowed to say. I will not say that word in a podcast. And sometimes it's, it's very hard to not say it. I know it's unbecoming, and Jesus, I say I say it in real life a lot, but I will not record myself dropping that particular bomb. <laughs> you can say it if you want. I'm, like, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I can't work out how to bleep things in Audacity. I'd love to say it and then bleep it, but I don't know how. <laughs> I can show you. Thank you. Um, that's us for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we love you. We want to buy you a puppy without asking whether you want a puppy first, and then you'll be forced to take it. That's not good, is it? No. You've wanted a puppy for ages. Oh my but god! But you've never you've been able so, to get one. Yeah. You've sent us so many pictures of puppies, and you've just broken up with your abusive partner, um, who never let you have a puppy. And then we're going to come round with a bottle of wine and a puppy. And, and we've paid for all its shots and all its oh yeah uh, yeah like and like and we've got we've got you like the first month of food is sorted and we've got you a little bed and everything's sorted it's like listen this, this puppy's not going to cost you like if, if you can't do this we can always take it back to the pound that's okay but where it will be put down yeah where well I'm, I mean you have to do it if you take it back that's the rule unfortunately so they they just give you a hammer a, a brick a brick oh okay they give you a brick. I thought I, th- I thought I thought we had hammers. Have we? Have we? Have the hammers broken? No, they've uh, they've run out of budget. <laughs> they, had, they were renting the hammers. Anyway, uh, we we love you. Please keep this. Talk. It's never a nice story, is it, Chris? Never, never a nice tale. We can't do them. Can't do them. Hence let, why we're let, at the spire. Let's try and all right. That's enough. Let's try and um, let's try and have an earnest message of love. Okay. For our for our wonderful patrons and for our wonderful listeners. Love you. Love you. Yeah, that's good enough. Um, if you like, <laughs> <laughs> if you like what we're doing, you can uh, you can back us on Patreon. Uh, we are uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Hardy Dice Friends. You give us a little bit of cash every episode we release, which means that we can make this better, which is nice. It also means that Chris can eat food, which is good. Hey! Hey! Um, if you if you want to ask us some more questions, you can follow us on at HDF Podcast on Twitter. Um, and shout at us there. We'll also you know, we tweet out the episodes there as well. Uh, you can follow us on Sound of SoundCloud while it still exists. Unfortunately, it is uh, in danger apparently. But um, while SoundCloud still exists, you can go there. SoundCloud.com forward slash hearty hyphen dash hyphen friends and, <laughs> and check us out. Good. Uh, oh, so I, I said hyphen and dash in the same sentence there, didn't I? Yes, you did. That's why I was oh, confused. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean the same thing. Just search um, for HDF or Hearty Dice Friends. Don't just search for HDF. That's not going to get you anywhere. Oh. Um, well, don't listen to me. That's going to get uh, you somewhere. And if you don't like us, I'm honestly surprised you've spent this long listening to the podcast. 
Um, but we hope you've had a lovely time. Um, next time you meet us, we will be balls deep in a Kickstarter. Panicking. Panic. Well, I think we'll be okay. We'll be all right. It, it probably it obviously it probably won't have funded by next time we speak, so we'll be in that nervous. Hey, can we have some more money, please? Begging, oh, please. Stage. I love you. Give me, give me cash. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, we're gonna go, um, and I'm gonna start cutting this together so we so we can release it. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.